Howdy all ya gut buckets, killer cacti, and man-eating jackrabbits. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name is Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jason. And this is episode 89, and the conclusion of the Ernst trilogy, Magnum Ernst. Hmm. So if you haven't been with us, uh, we've done three Ernst episodes, <laughs> Mr. Ernst episodes. Uh, it, the first was Cowboy Ernst. Yeah. Uh, and then a couple months ago we did Killer Ernst, and then we're at the mysteriously named Magnum Ernst. <laughs> well, I get the it's a, it's a police reference. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Magnum well, PI. Yeah. I get that now. Oh, but but before <laughs> I had seen oh, it, okay. I really didn't know. Oh, you thought what okay. I, was I I assume police. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you you're a good <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, and kind of a strange title still, even though I get the yeah. police reference. Um, it seems like they could have gone for something simpler. Yeah, or something... I thought Wyatt Ernst was... Yeah. Should have been it. This is this is another, like, Cowboy Ernst moment. Yeah. Wait, did you just spoil your... What would you name the episode? No, no, I don't think so. I think <laughs> when they when they said that in the show, yeah. Wyatt Ernst does, like, it's a lot better than Magnum Ernst, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Sheriff. Ernst, not to ruin anybody's... Sheriff Ernst seems like a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. I wonder and, if, was Magnum P.I., was that on at the same time? Is that where that came from? Or I guess that's gotta be it. Either right? that or a Dirty Harry reference, which he made pretty poorly mm-hmm. yeah. in the show yeah. as well. So. Well, as we know, ki- kids love Magnum P.I., particularly at 2 p.m. on a Friday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I think kids are big Dirty Harry fans too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if memory serves. Yeah, yeah. They they're dropping those references. Well, they're one of the Dirty Harrys was Magnum Force. Oh. So Magnum Force sounds a lot like Magnum Ernst. Mm, now yeah. it came out way before. Just... Yeah. Well, someone here is a fan of <laughs> something. Uh, this episode of Hey Dude aired in September of 1990, September 21st mm. of 1990. And as we've mentioned on the previous uh, Ernst episodes, this is a Friday episode at 2 p.m. <laughs> when nobody, nobody's watching. <laughs> uh, this is season four, episode three. So this is the latest episode of Hey Dude we've discussed. Yeah. Um, the major change being the addition of cast member Kyle. Um, who doesn't appear was, in this episode? No, I was gonna say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remember that one, but yeah. I did notice a few episodes later mm-hmm. that Ted comes back. Oh, yes. yeah! I almost bought because I bought this one. <laughs> almost bought that one too. So oh. Ted oh, so you bought this one? So you got to watch a Hey Dude in standard high def. definition? Well, yeah, <laughs> St- standard definition, but way higher than what we've seen. And uh, and it, in stereo. And it's uh, stereo, yeah, where it says, where 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 yeah. where. I mean, I remember growing up, it's like, stereo, where, hey, mom, do we get stereo? I, I didn't know if it was available on our yeah. yeah, my mom would be like, what are you talking about? What is stereo? <laughs> um, so this is season four, episode three, September of 1990. Let's take a look at what ha- some things that happened that month. Um, September of 1990, the seventh MTV Video Music Awards are held. Ooh. And Sinead O'Connor is the big winner that year. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> Is that the uh, Prince song that she did? Is that Nothing, Nothing Compares? compares? Yeah, I, Prince I think wrote so. that. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. For her? Or she covered it? I believe he wrote it for her. He does a version of it, too, but I yeah. think he wrote that for her originally. Oh, that's nice of him. So. Um, Ellis Island reopens that month as a museum. 
I think it had oh. been closed since the 50s oh. and kind of had fallen apart and uh, was like one of the largest government restoration projects in history. The money they put back into it to open it as a museum. Hmm. Um, anybody been? No. No. None of my relatives went through there either. Okay. Okay. So I got to go for the first time last year and my dad's side went through Ellis Island. It was pretty cool. Pretty powerful. Um, so that reopens in the 90s. Um, we always enjoy a Ken Griffey fact when we can oh, find yeah. one. Ooh. So uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr., they played on the same team, I think, for a year or two. Uh, they hit back-to-back home runs in the first <laughs> inning of a game. So father-son back-to-back wow. home runs wow. in the major league. Has anybody else done that? I don't think so. I mean, did I look it up? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seems unlikely. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, Atlanta is chosen that month to host the 1996 and Centennial Summer Olympics. Oh, they had that blue mascot. Do you remember that? Hmm. They they had a mascot. I think its name was Iggy or Ziggy, like uh, the cartoon. Yeah. And my dad didn't remember it. I'm like, I, I was a kid when that happened, so that was like, I, I, there was a mascot involved <laughs> in this thing, and it was like a blue blurb. Yeah. I don't think it was even a real, I don't, maybe a water drop? I don't know what it was supposed yeah. to be. Hmm. I, I don't. I guess I maybe vaguely, but I. I mean, 1996 is probably the first Olympics I really remember experiencing, yeah, and I think a lot of that was. That. Yeah, a lot of that was the video. There was a video game that I remember playing yeah. that was hard, and of course the the bombing scare at the Olympics. Um, so uh, it's chosen that month. Uh, PBS uh, begins to air the 11-hour miniseries Ken Burns Civil War, which is one of my favorites. You guys seen Civil War? No. no. I've seen it on shelves. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time you sit down and (laughs) learn a little about your history. No, it's really good. Uh, The Motion Picture Association of America creates a new movie rating with NC-17 that month. Yeah. Ever seen an NC-17 movie? I don't think, think I have. So. so, Scarface was originally, when it was originally released, they wanted an R rating, obviously, and they weren't going to give it to him. I think they were going to give him NC-17. Hmm. Or, no, that wouldn't make sense, because that was before the 90s. But like an X rating? Or yeah, they were going to give it an X rating. Um, it just, it's Interestingly enough, they... They kept cutting it, trying to get it down to rated R, and they couldn't do it. And they resubmitted it as an anti-drug movie mm-hmm. in its original format, and they accepted it. <laughs> so, wow. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Kind of smart. I think RoboCop, the uncut version of... No, that's too early, too. I guess I've never seen it. <laughs> Showgirls, maybe, I think might have been. Oh, really? I think too? that might have been NC-17. Yeah. Wow. I think it's rated R now, but... Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that. Is Have you guys seen that? No. No. I've seen parts of it, yeah, I yeah. think. And Just wondering if it justified yeah. the rating. It's a lot of skin. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> and then one little fun story I saw from September of 1999. 101-year-old Sam Eckerman weds 95-year-old Ava in New Rochelle, New York. Huh. think she was a gold digger? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe they're, uh, they're no longer with us, but... Um, pretty fun yeah it'd be fun to go to that wedding yeah i think so (laughs) or maybe it wouldn't be fun to go to that wedding (laughs) they'd probably keep it short (laughs) nap time um music from september of 1990 
We have some a couple number one singles for one week. If Wishes Came True by Sweet Sensation, which I pulled up and even upon listening, I had no idea what the song was. Pretty forgettable. Yeah, very. Um, also for one week, Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi, hmm. which sounded more familiar. But Shot still... down in a blaze of glory. That I think so. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing it, but I could whisper the tune to you and you could sing it. Go, oh, please whisper it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for two weeks, Release Me by Wilson Phillips, uh, which, again, I listened to and just didn't ring a bell. It's not just me. <laughs> and then for one week, Can't Live Without You. Well, let me say this. In parentheses, Can't Live Without Your, end of parentheses, Love and Affection uh, for one week. So um, I listened to that one, and I didn't recognize it, but I enjoyed it the most of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Finished it. Finished the whole song. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, Also released that month, albums released by artists. uh, George Michael released an album, Soul Asylum, Reba McIntyre, Bob Dylan, My Bloody Valentine, Celine Dion's first English album, uh, Fish, ACDC, The Replacements, and Indigo Girls. All Mm, Sounds like a lot of budget titles. (laughs) (laughs) You have any? You think you have any of those? Uh, The 1990 release. I might have at one time had the fish one. Hmm. Uh, I forget what it was called, but whatever it was called, I think it was a pretty big one for them. Um, so that's Lawn me- Boy, maybe? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know fish ears. <laughs> You're my go-to fish guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, movies that month. Uh, for two weeks, Ghost. Mm-hmm. And interesting, because... Just interesting. So this was actually the eighth week it was in, at the box office, so it had been number one three separate times. Um, it had been number one in July once, it had been number one in August, and now for the third time in September. So it was like it's people like the went, same group of people kept going back for more. <laughs> it's like they saw it, and then the rest of the month they checked out some other stuff, and they're like, oh man, I need some more Ghost, yeah. and they, they went you back. You know what I just learned? Uh, Top Gun, I know that little off but that was the first big vhs sale that pushed people to buying and collecting vhs for home viewing huh just popped in when you're talking about ghost and kind of put them <laughs> in that same category yeah no it movies. is so yeah. have you seen both ghost and top gun mm-hmm. which do you prefer probably ghost actually. wow yeah okay i would have pegged you for a top gun guy <laughs> yeah yeah well <laughs> if it was just all volleyball <laughs> cut out the planes. Yeah, cut out the planes. Yeah. No, I like Top Gun. It's okay. It is what it is. Ghost, uh, I probably watch Ghost more often. Mm. It's a good it's a good rom com. Yeah. Then there's that scary part where the shadows come and drag him. Mm. Bad guy. Not, not Spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Have you seen both? Time. Uh no, I've only seen Ghost. Oh. Well, you haven't seen Top like Gun? It. No. Oh, See, wow. Ghost is the uh, front runner. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say you need to go watch Top Gun. I'm probably going to get some blowback for that, but I think you can just skip it. Um, also, number one that month, besides Ghost, uh, for one week, a movie called Postcards from the Edge. Hmm. No idea. Uh, for one week, Goodfellas. Uh-huh. Yeah, and for. That yeah, that's a good one. Good, that's a good Goodfellas versus Casino. Which one do you prefer? Goodfellas. Definitely. Goodfellas. 
Yeah. I the voiceovers in Casino were so distracting that I felt like the movie <laughs> never started because it's like they never have dialogue to each other. They're just like I'm Joe Pesci talking about what's happening. Now I'm Robert De Niro over here talking about what's happening. I can't do impressions, so well, those were good. those were pretty yeah. spot on. I thought Joe Pesci was in the room. <laughs> um, no, yeah, go Goodfellas for you too. Goodfellas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a Casino was even James Woods couldn't save that one. <laughs> if James Woods can't save it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then for one week, a movie called Pacific Heights. Hmm. Don't yeah. know. Uh, also released that month, uh, Death Warrant, which is a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, your favorite movie of all time, Death uh, Warrant? It's, no, it's actually Cyborg, but. <laughs> It's also a John Claude Van Damme. Is that true? Cyborg is your favorite movie of all time? No, no, no. It's not. That's just that. That was the okay. Universal Soldier. Uh, and then, video games of uh, September of 1990. Origin releases the first Wing Commander game. Uh, Capcom releases Capcom releases Mega Man 3 for NES in Japan, which introduces the characters Rush. And Proto Man, and it also introduces Mega Man Slide. Yeah, great game. <laughs> yeah, big fan. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's a little bit about September of 1990, but we are here, as Andrew said, to wrap up the Ernst trilogy with Magnum Ernst. We were yes. here for that, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Do you just want to skip it all together? <laughs> um, at the end, we'll rank them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I can wait till the end. <laughs> I'm absolutely tingling. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about... Yeah. Well, it starts out with Mr. Ernst stepping outside the ranch in the early morning, and he trips over Danny, who's searching under the porch for a horned toad he had been chasing. <laughs> Danny tells Mr. Ernst about his money-making scheme for a, to make a desert museum. Living and, museum. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A living desert museum. Uh, and Buddy runs up to them saying he saw a roadrunner that would be, be perfect for it. Mm. As Danny and Buddy run off to catch the roadrunner, Mr. Ernst spots the horned toad, and he starts <laughs> hopping after He's it. He's doing the logical thing if you're trying to catch a, a horned toad. I wrote here, why can't he jump? <laughs> like, what is, what's wrong with him? Why, why, why would he try to jump in the first place? Like, he, yes. di he dives towards it, Yeah, but then... I he, thought that was going to be the whole joke, like him just falling on his face. Cause that's a, no, but then he attempts to get back up yeah. and he flails forward again. He's, he's acting like a frog. Yeah. You really, that's the joke? Yes, that's, yeah. yes, that's what he's, that's he's catching a frog so he has to become a frog. So it's one of those it's, deep writing <laughs> moments. You say, so, you say so, Jason. No, he's definitely acting like a frog. Standard definition, yeah. remember. Oh, right. Did you pay the $2? I didn't. Not this time. <laughs> you can tell. I'm yeah. glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> I like that in Hey Dude, you can miss jokes just from the quality yes. of the episode. There's probably like the VCR <laughs> thing going through it right when that happened and you missed the... Yeah. He's 
definitely hopping like a Okay. Frog. Yeah. All right. For no reason. Not but, funny. No, but yeah. No. <laughs> but he's most, doing it. most of it isn't. <laughs> Actually, you know what? This I know we talk about our what uh, pinnacle lines yeah. or uh, there's a couple of pretty yes, good lines in this episode. Good ones. I'll be interested to see if we yeah. share. Yeah. yeah. Um, so later on, after the title sequence. Jake and Buddy notice that a cop car is sitting outside the ranch, and they learn that the sheriff is going to be out of commission for a few days because he's getting a surgery, and that Mr. Ernst will be taking over for him. Um, it's a logical joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is the sheriff picking a random owner the of a ranch? most bumbling person in town. To... Right. Lucy's the clear choice yes. here. Yes, agreed. If you're picking it, somebody on the ranch and not somebody in law enforcement, like one of his deputies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, let's just assume for a second that someone in the department's not getting the job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking the department is him and Marlene, is it, back in the, oh, the yes. ham yeah. radio? I right. think that's it. That's it. Yeah. 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 This is, knew... must be a small town with not a lot of crime. Yeah, I guess. I, guess so. I, I would think. Um, but he hands over a uniform, yes. a badge... Uh, siren. siren, a starter belt kit. He calls it like a starter kit or something like that, I thought. Um, <laughs> anyways. And a gun. Did you say that? Yeah. Gun. By the way, did you notice the barrel on that gun later in the episode? Yes, yes. <laughs> did you pick up on that in your low-def viewing? It's like a 12-inch barrel on the gun that he gave <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Yes, when he's, when he's practicing his yeah. shooting. Yes. On his 38, 39, 40, whatever it is. <laughs> That is a nod Good to job. another movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mom. Oh. When he's doing the renovation, the guy comes in, he's like, oh, you're running 220, and he says, yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> so, was Mr. Mom out yet? I think so. I think that was an 80s movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'd be excited if they stole from Hey Dude. Ooh. That would be <laughs> um, Also, yeah, well, you were saying you like that joke, 38, 39, 40? No, I was joking. I, I, would, uh, I mean, it was, I liked it, it was a joke, but... <laughs> it, it was a joke. I would have liked it, you know, more if it was 83 for Mr. Mom, so... Okay. Uh, I liked it a lot more in Mr. Mom. The delivery was yeah. way better. <laughs> Especially... Surely you just... <laughs> <laughs> he cut, Michael Keaton, yeah. he's in uh, overalls with his wife beater on, and mm -hmm. he's got a chainsaw because he's renovating the house, so... Kind of like a Mr. Ernst moment. Yeah. <laughs> Ernst-esque. Okay. All right, so Ernst is sheriff yes. now because the sheriff has to go yeah. get surgery or something. Mm -hmm. Go to the hospital. Yes. So the job immediately goes to Mr. Ernst's head, and he starts writing tickets for minor offenses, including Brad parking her horse in a mounting-only zone. <laughs> Can we talk about his get-up? I mean, yeah. he, immediately he's rocking aviators. <laughs> Those are some sweet shades. Andy pulls them off. He does pull I, them off. I, I thought yeah. that he was going to like turn around and actually be pretty hard. I'm, I'm so happy you said that because as I was watching him, like I really think he looks kind of cool. Yeah, he looked very cool as a sheriff. He, yeah. I thought his whole persona was going to change. Yeah. I mean, he had a hat that says sheriff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole outfit. Short sleeve, uh, khaki yeah. Yeah. shirt. Looked good. Looked good. Okay. So noticing that Mr. Ernst is carrying around a squirt gun, Lucy offers to teach him how to use a real gun.
so they head to the shooting range. But while Mr. Ernst is shooting, the kickback from his first shot causes him to tumble back into the dirt. Mm. Pretty yeah. accurate for a gun with a barrel. I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll play this line right here. <laughs> I just like how uh, dismisses, dismissive yeah. she is of him. I totally missed that joke, and that, oh. that's a really good one. <laughs> and that's, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, most of the really funny parts are so... I, I'm not sure they know how funny it is. I think the thing, parts they think are funny, they linger on too long. Like, there's jokes that go on. Yeah. Too Watching long. this episode, I think that, like, an eight-year-old might be the target audience. <laughs> like, all joking yeah, aside, yeah. because I'm like, the frog thing, it's like, oh, to a kid who doesn't understand, that's probably funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, it... it that's that's I keep trying. I'm like this might be funny if you don't know funny. <laughs> but to us, we're thinking does is does Mr. Ernst have a condition like yeah. is, he, <laughs> is he okay? <laughs> does this man need help? <laughs> um. Anyway, so elsewhere, Jake is doing yoga on the porch while Danny and Buddy are working on exhibits for the museum. But all they have so far is Mr. Cactus Head. <laughs> Another another joke. Yeah, another joke. A poor start. Also, the Jake yoga thing is, like, real throwaway. I don't understand why they even introduce it. Yeah, I think, uh, well, a lot of Jake's lines seem to be about, like, contemplating his existence in the universe. Um, I think they're trying to paint him as this, like, spiritual type guy. Yeah. I think they found the wrong actor right. for it. Oh, Because he just doesn't seem very contemplative. His, uh, earlier when the sheriff was talking to uh, to Magnum Ernst, and he was standing <laughs> behind him gesturing and stuff, it's yeah, yeah it's a very conflicted character. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, all of his moments in the episode, yoga being one, later he's playing the drums, or a drum, they just that seem too. not to fit anywhere. Yeah. yeah, like they just picked something out of thin air and... Yeah, just leave him out of the episode. Yeah. Nobody's going to be upset if Jake doesn't show up. Well, uh, I kind of like him, but oh, I don't mind him. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have really even noticed. Yeah, yeah. You're right. There's just if so he much there. going on here. Right. This is, there's a lot of deep moments in this. Yeah, yeah. So later, Lucy and Melody find Mr. Ernst conducting an undercover sting operation dressed as Madame Sonia, gypsy <laughs> fortune teller. You liked this? During that whole scene, I'm like, that's entrapment! That's entrapment! Like, I'm really glad that Lucy points yeah, it out yeah. to him, because I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Like, Lucy is the real voice of reason in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, she always kind of is the yeah. grounded force. Yeah, but he's yeah. dressed up as a female fortune teller. Yeah. With lipstick. Yeah. I don't know if that comes across in the low-death <laughs> version. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, he, he had, because after he takes it all off... And the old lady has a pretty good line there. Um, I'm like, I mean, 
oh, he's wearing lipstick. No wonder. Uh. She says something uh, along the... He said he was undercover, and she said something along the lines of under the influence is more like Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's got lipstick on there, and uh, it's like, that yeah. makes even more sense. <laughs> <than lipstick>. <laughs> I kind of like his... Uh woman voice you know it's very <laughs> poor but it's kind of funny yeah. uh so two people at the ranch right their things go missing yeah he uh well first he explains that in the county in which the bar nun is located Paying money to a fortune teller is illegal, so this is how right. he's... Yeah. Yes, that's how this it's a trend. Sorry, yeah. I jumped ahead there a little bit. <laughs> uh, no problem. Um, so as Mr... As Mr. Ernst... <laughs> we want to get the laws right here. <laughs> <laughs> so as Mr. Ernst is fake reading Lucy's fortune, uh, one of the guests runs out of her room shouting that she's been robbed. And there's a commercial break here for... Uh, Dramatic effect. <laughs> Dramatic effect. Yeah, sure. So, if you're eight. <laughs> so Sheriff Ernst and the counselors run to help the guest, and she says that her silver charm bracelet was stolen. At the same time, another guest screams that she's missing her needlepoint, and Mr. Ernst vows to locate the stolen property. Yeah. Now, an important... Important yeah. factor about that is the rooms were locked before yes. and after the things yes. were taken, and I got to be honest. At this point in the show, I was I've been watching a lot of cop shows as I was telling you before we started. <laughs> I'm like, I actually I think I think that Danny did it. Wow, <laughs> right? And and I thought it had something to do with his museum. I thought that uh, was one one possibility, yeah. okay. and then the other possibility was you know the uh, in um, not Killer Ernst but Cowboy Ernst. <laughs> They wanted to make him feel like a cowboy. Like, yeah, like a real man. I thought yeah. that maybe the kids were, oh. like, stealing the stuff oh. to help him out. Yeah. Prop him up again. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. like, and, and even then I'm like, this is, seems like this is the most convoluted idea they've had <laughs> so far. Uh, but I, I read way too far <laughs> into this episode. The first idea with Danny trying to find stuff for his museum wouldn't be yeah. bad. Although the stuff stolen wouldn't right, have it wouldn't have made worked. any sense yeah. at all. Um, I guess what they what ends up being the truth isn't terrible. No, it makes mm, sense. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mixed reaction here. Um, so Jake is looking on as Mister Ernst bumbles around the ranch searching for the thief. Danny and Buddy head out to continue their own hunt for animals to put in the museum. Sheriff Ernst begins interrogating the counselors when Buddy walks in and tells them that he and Danny caught the thief. Um, another lingering long joke here. Mm -hmm. He takes a sample of Jake's hair. Yes. 
Um, Send to the chemistry department at yeah. the high school. This scene yeah. is just... It's bizarre. I did like I did like the joke of good cop, bad cop, where it was just <laughs> one guy, and I think he executed it pretty well. I mean, it's all things bad, considered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, hey, let me help you out. And then the next second he's yelling at him. Yeah. I, it, it worked. <laughs> Yeah. A lot more than a lot of other jokes. Yes. <laughs> it was more Jake's part of, like, he goes on about him pulling his hair. Yeah. It's a just, just another example of, I think, the writers, the the, the laughs the writers thought they were going to get are not yeah. the laughs I was having. But, but again, if, again, if it's an eight-year-old. <laughs> maybe they're laughing. You know, we don't have an eight-year-old to watch with, so. Yeah. There's also a weird moment here where one of the extras in the background like walks directly toward the room that they're in, and uh-huh. I thought she was going to walk in and say something, and then they clip away and... Oh, I missed that. Huh. She never shows up. Interesting. It's just like yeah. a... I'm more shocked that they had an extra. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not a lot in the show. Yeah. Um, so it turns out that the thief was an actual pack rat collecting items for its nest, mm-hmm. sneaking into the rooms... Um, Part of Danny and Buddy's show? Attempted. Uh, was the pack rat, is that where it came from? Oh, no. No, they I, had it. It was just yeah. a pack rat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> See, I... Totally unrelated. I enjoy it a little less now, because my interpretation... I had fun with that interpretation yeah. of, like, something they had caught, had that gotten... would have been better. Yeah, I mean, it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, spoil what's coming, but the pack rat ends up getting away by the time they actually unveil yeah. their living museum. Right. With no... I mean, it's just like, it's gone. No payoff. There's no yes. animals. Yeah. Like, maybe they only had the animals for one day of shooting. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Did they actually... You would have to tell me here. I could not tell if there were animals. There's a, a cat, at least. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was a pack rat, but not in the the show. The cat was the only thing that was supposedly real. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> okay, all right. That makes me feel better. At least. <laughs> 
So afterward, Mr. Ernst is lamenting that his duties as sheriff have come to an end. Mm -hmm. And the real sheriff arrives. He collects his things and thanks Mr. Ernst for doing such a good job. And he even lets Mr. Ernst keep his badge so that he's ready for next time. Magnum Ernst Part 2 <laughs> next week. <laughs> but before the sheriff leaves, he deflates Mr. Ernst's spirits by handing him a parking ticket. <laughs> What's the matter, Jason? Oh, just the... The uh, total... The expression that Mr. Ernst has that just, like, breaking down about it and like, Ugh. It's like, it's not that bad. It's a party parked illegally. Like, you would have thought he did something much worse. Yeah, yeah he definitely overreacts to many things. I mean, yeah. that's kind of... Yeah. I don't know if that's an like acting choice thing. or... Yeah. But he really becomes exasperated pretty easily. Yeah, that's a good word. I mean. <laughs> and including this next scene where he's almost out of control with how disappointed he is. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I was just, before we okay. get past this, yeah. I just want to mention, I kind of like his reaction when he finds out that the sheriff still wants to keep him. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, his face like lights up. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster there, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was the end of the episode. Don't they, do they freeze a little bit as he tosses the ticket? Some, it like fades out at least. Yeah. It, it was seemed that a commercial like, break? Yeah. It must have I been. guess so, yeah. I thought that was the end of the episode. I was actually... <laughs> flabbergasted <laughs> well you, we have to know what happens with the living museum as which they, i had forgotten yes. about they really treat this storyline uh <laughs> with not much care yeah i yeah. agree 100 <laughs> uh so mr ernst is presiding over the grand opening of the bar nut bar none living desert museum, museum. yeah yeah <laughs> oh, yeah sorry big curtain yep yep and he pulls it and it opens, and everyone is disappointed to find that the museum is less interesting than they had hoped, <laughs> including fake animals and a few that don't even live in the desert. Yeah.
It so a couple things. Yeah. The crowd's reaction before I knew what it was supposed to be, I couldn't tell if they were incredibly excited or yes. disappointed. Yeah. It was it was so ramped up. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, are they blown away? Yeah, Mr. Ernst just goes on a freaking tirade. <laughs> like, he, he didn't have that much invested in this. Yeah. He had nothing invested yeah. in this. Well, <laughs> they the had point. all that chicken wire. I mean, it had to go <laughs> uh, I'm sure Danny can repurpose. Yeah, yeah. Another problem with this was when they were panning over the bad pets, I didn't really even understand what was wrong with them at first. Well, yeah, the snake, it, I knew it was rubber, but so was the last time there was supposed to be a real snake, so... Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. There's a rubber snake in Cowboy Ernst? Yeah. Mm. yeah. I wonder if he shows up in Killer Ernst and we just missed it. Well, I will say that one of the people responsible for this episode was also... Uh, worked on Cowboy Ernst. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, yeah, the you know, the Living Museum, I actually... It was a good idea. Had they yeah. gotten a Roadrunner and an Armadillo yeah. that they kept talking about, like, this wasn't a bad idea. It actually sounded very good for tourism. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they really, really dropped the ball on it. <laughs> they, they really did. They did, but I just, they spent so little time on it in the episode, I just didn't care. <laughs> I, this yeah, could have been its yeah, own yeah. episode, really. Like, yeah, a, living, a mu- living desert museum is a kind of a cool concept. They, this felt slapped together. Like I, like I said, I thought the episode was over. Yeah. And then it, it continued, and not for a terribly long time, but a decent amount of time, the episode still went on. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess they were doing that living <laughs> desert thing. That yeah. yeah. Are there any side stories in Cowboy Ernst or Killer Ernst? Is there, like, a B story like this, where they really try to wedge it in? Not in Killer Ernst. No, that's all wrestling. And I think Cowboy Ernst is... All... There's there's a little bit of the personality test thing oh, yeah. going on. Oh, yeah. That's ongoing <laughs> yeah. throughout, but yeah. it's very but, but minor. A, and that's a natural kind of... Right, just piece. kind of slip it yeah. in there and that was fine. And So maybe there was something in Killer Ernst that was just as natural and just as a little bit on the side, something going on with the staff. Hmm. But this was like a full second story Yeah, that they're just kind of like, meh. <laughs> It did feel like maybe it's they took not... two episodes that weren't complete and just mashed them together. Yeah. yeah. And I also felt like they, now I'm overthinking, hey dude, for sure, but <laughs> not they kind of <laughs> changed Danny's character. Danny's usually mm-hmm. pretty smart in the yeah. show, mm-hmm. and they make him kind of like a bumbling idiot. That's in true. And uh, it's like, the, so that took me out of the show. It's like, this doesn't fit the MO of the characters. Danny it, wouldn't settle for such a sloppy right display. he wouldn't have yeah. he wouldn't have bothered going through with it that's like a ted thing right you know great point so yeah it, it, that took me out of the whole thing like why is danny <laughs> failing so much he, <laughs> he should succeed yeah we're count pretty much we count on danny lucy and like the girls yes to keep things even the girls can be kind of dim sometimes yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. but yeah uh bef- before we wrap up there was a line here in this section uh when ernst is scolding danny uh i'll play it here Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed in low def, but the turtle moves. The oh, turtle's walking oh. around in that scene. Like it, <laughs> Did not he, notice. He says that, and yeah. the thing's sitting still, and then if you keep watching the turtle, it walks around. There's a real turtle in there. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah so I could not tell that. 
yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that joke is totally lost because it's like, well, the thing's alive. Why are you saying this stuff? Like, <laughs> they were just like crossing their fingers. The turtle would not move. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't they just use a rubber turtle? They used a yeah. rubber snake or shoot it again. <laughs> just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the line delivery was perfect. <laughs> Uh, well, in the final moment, we find out that Danny lost even the pack rat somehow, uh, but he says he found one more animal, and he pulls out a skunk, mm-hmm. sending everyone running before he has a chance to tell them that it's actually stuffed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other part of the ending felt more natural, the first ending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this just... Uh, which first ending? The... When uh, Mr. Sheriff got his ticket. Yeah, they should have they should have done this before that. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to do yeah, it, yeah. it should have been before that, and then end with that sheriff kind of high slash slow yeah. note. It felt more like a classic ending. <laughs> I really do think it was like two episodes slapped together, mm. and they just were like, flip a coin, let's see how to end it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very close to being called Living Desert or... Right, yeah. easily. Yeah. Okay, well, that was a little bit uh, about the episode. Uh, why don't we get into some bios and trivia? Yeah. Hi, this is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Um, this was a weird episode. There's a few people that don't appear in any other episodes. Hmm. Um, the Sheriff Cody. I looked him up. Were you disappointed? You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised. He only had one other credit. Yeah. Um, oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah. Just one other credit. That's it. Called Girl Crazy. Girl a Crazy. Called... Yeah. It's a movie? Yeah. And do you remember who he played in it? No. Spectator. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. He was not very good in this episode. Really, you think? Because we thought, I thought, I thought, we he, thought he was the most believable character in the episode. Who's we? Uh, my wife watched Oh, I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, no, oh. she commented. It's like the the he felt like he was a sheriff. Huh. Yeah, I liked him. All right. An interesting thing when he walks into that final <laughs> scene to give the ticket. Uh, stray observation we made. So oh, know, really? <laughs> but he walks in from behind the desk. Yeah. And then he yeah, that was weird. walks out in the other direction. Mm. And I we were talking. It's weird. Where did he come? Why did he walk in that yeah. way? And leave the other way. And she's like, "Well, you can't turn your back towards the camera." And the second she says that. He walks with his back towards the camera back in from the, <laughs> to give the ticket. Yeah. And so it was interesting. But he seemed so natural. He was bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I thought he was bad. I think that, I think that might Line deliveries just, were stiff. They uh. were, but they seemed natural for a sheriff. He's not a funny man. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> he does try to crack a joke about the donuts at the end. But he, re- oh, man, but he remembers to, to say that he's just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, he says, yeah, yeah. When he, he's, I'm going to have trouble keeping the wheat oat bran down. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm just kidding, guys. It felt like he was not a funny guy. That, yeah. He tried to make a joke, and then he's like, I'm, I'm just joking, it's, don't worry. It's funny to think about a writer in the writer room writing into a script, I'm just kidding. Right, like... <laughs> They want you to know that the guy is right. like a sympathetic, caring sheriff, and that's how they do but it. But I almost got the impression, after, right after he said that, he puts the donut down like on the table, <laughs> and it looks like he's trying to push it away. Like he doesn't actually want now, it, after all. Now who's looking too far? <laughs> I just thought he had another line to deliver and didn't want to have his mouth What, <laughs> what religion do you think the sheriff was? Um, just, oh, cool. <laughs> Maybe Methodist. <laughs> but... 
I just figure we're getting deep into this. <laughs> no. no, I think he's Episcopalian. Yeah, okay. His thoughts on life? His thoughts on life? Yeah. He's probably just to, you know, treat people the way they should be treated. Yeah. Guy breaks the mm. law, he gets a ticket. Good country values. Yeah, good old boy. He's definitely a good old boy. There's no doubt <laughs> I bet you that guy was probably from Tucson or wherever they shot. Probably, yeah. yeah. I bet Girl Crazy probably takes place <laughs> in the same area. <laughs> I bet you're right. Uh, all right. uh, well, a couple other people. Miss Vander Dibble. <laughs> I kind of liked that. Uh, was played by Catherine E. Roberts. And Ida Rill, the other um, guest, was played by Frida M. Emmy. And both of them, this was their only credit. Hmm. So hmm. they were probably some kind of... And that's interesting because yeah, uh, Vanderbittle, or what was her name? Yeah, Vanderbittle. Vanderbittle. She, I thought, had the best line of the show. Oh, your pinnacle... I think it was the pinnacle joke. Okay. Was the the under-the-influence joke. Because Uh, it was, if you're eight, who I'm guessing mm -hmm. is a target audience, that joke's over your head. Like, that joke, it was, it's like, that joke was for somebody who's going to do a podcast 20 years (laughs) later about this episode. (laughs) Because when he says, I'm undercover, she gives him a look that's so honest, and it's like, more like under-the-influence. And... I think that might have been my pinnacle joke, only because I missed the John Wayne joke. Mm. It was I w- good. I was shocked by the under the influence joke. Genuinely mm. shocked that they said it. And that's, yeah. I think that too. I think that's what caught my attention so much. Like, how did that get by? Yeah. The the other joke in pretty much the same scene when he's giving her, um, the fake palm reading. Yeah. And he says, "You're gonna have a long, lustrous <laughs> career as an acrobat." And she's like, "Really?" And then snaps oh at that. God. That was like. <laughs> yeah. a, I like. <laughs> it might have been the worst joke to me in the episode. It might have been the worst joke, but it might have been the best. <laughs> like that, that she really got distracted so, by thinking. Right. Of. So that's the pinnacle joke for somebody like us. For me, it would be the under the influence. But the pinnacle joke for an eight-year-old would be like she she wanted to be an uh, actor. Oh, yeah, okay. she's totally yeah. distracted. I think that might have been the pinnacle for the target audience. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Do you want to share your pinnacle joke yet, or no? If you want to. Yeah, I'd love to Do you got one? Um, I think I already shared it with the John Wayne joke. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. I wish um, I heard it. To me, it was definitely Buddy, near the beginning of the episode. says, Danny, I just saw a roadrunner, and guess what? He was walking. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that yep, can't. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a low... I don't know. Well, buddy... Buddy in this episode was... Oof. We haven't had a good Buddy episode yet. I don't think there is one. Um, no, the whole thing with the... Did you notice the recycling can comments? So oh, yeah. He was collecting cans oh, yeah. out of recycling, right. and uh, Jake was saying that that was theft. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's not theft. And this, I think that got, I think that got me thinking... Ten years. Is that what he said? Didn't yeah, he, he was just busting his chops. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the fact that he even suggested that it was stealing in the first place to take something out of the garbage to go and get five cents a can for it, I don't think that's stealing. No, I think no, people, no. like, yeah. do that as a living. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I got one more person here. Uh, Jake Decker, played by Jonathan Galkin. And he only had one other credit, too. A sh- series called Way Cool that was filmed the same year as this aired. Huh. Hmm. 
Not Maybe a long it's just a six years. Yeah. That's that's the story for I think a lot of the Hey Do people yeah. outside of Ernst and Melody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I took a look at the director and writer. This episode was directed by Frederick King Keller. He directed 28 episodes of Hey Dude, including Cowboy Ernst. Mm -hmm. Um, I could could sense his little flair there. (laughs) (laughs) And this really is just coincidental, but before we were recording today, we were talking to Jason a lot about some of the cop shows you like watching, Mm -hmm. getting recommendations, things like that. Um, So Frederick King Keller has directed CSI, House... Justified and Blue Bloods. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> man. man, I wonder if he writes Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> wow. So uh, it'd be interesting to go look which ones he directed and see if maybe see, those. See are how he's grown. <laughs> <laughs> to see if those episodes are about someone pretending to be a sheriff. <laughs> Um, so Keller directed this episode was written by Clifford Fagan uh, his only IMDB credit is Hey Dude um, uh, the episodes he did uh, he did episode called Ride, She Said Date Night, Superstar Teacher's Pest Suspicion hmm. I want to see that <laughs> Teacher's Pest yeah that's, that, I like that and the good, the bad, and the obnoxious. Ooh, I want to see that. I mean, he does a good job naming the episodes, that's for sure. Well, he was the writer on this episode, and there was um, there was a good, the bad, and ugly reference, no? Or... There was Dirty Harry reference. Or Dirty Harry Eastwood. reference. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think but he was... must be an Eastwood fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Cliff, Clifford Fagan is our writer here. Uh, but no other shows. Nothing else. Just wow. Hey Dude. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Want to do some trivia? Sure. Uh, I've only got a few here, but these are all lines that were references to something outside of the series. Uh, the first one was, I love the smell of sagebrush in the morning. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You know that? Should we... Apocalypse now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that'll be the day. Ooh, I don't know that one. The Searchers. Oh, oh that's actually in my pile of movies to watch. Oh, well... Perfect timing. <laughs> John Wayne movie. Yeah. And the final one, of course, is even though you won't be on the force, the force will be with you. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you that. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. You missed the uh, the Dirty Harry reference. Yes, I did. He, uh, he says something along the lines of, do you feel lucky? Oh. Go ahead and make my day. I, I yeah. Forget Ernst... exactly. He screws up the line, but he delivers a Dirty Harry line. <laughs> he does a genuine Clint Eastwood impression. He tries. Yeah. Uh, I, I did note, as I said earlier, there's no Kyle in this episode, even yeah. though he had been around. I was really hoping we get to see him, because I just didn't remember him very well. We've seen a Ted episode, a Jake episode, but huh, them's the so breaks. Weird. I did look up um, Arizona state law about hunting and fishing and capturing animals. Uh, so, a valid Arizona hunting or fishing license is required for taking wildlife on public and private land in Arizona. So technically, they would have had to do this without a license, mm. or they would have been breaking the law, which is interesting since this is an episode about a guy enforcing yeah. the laws. Huh. Um, Did you, do you happen think to... Danny has a license? Wait, they said that? No, I was, do you think he does? <laughs> oh, heck no. <laughs> I mean, he might. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you happen to catch if uh, it was illegal to pay for a fortune teller? Shoot, I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only interesting, though, 
the only mammals that can be killed or, this is the wording, harassed in Arizona with, <laughs> without a permit are rock squirrels, gophers, and pack rats. Wow. wow. So they could have done whatever they wanted yeah, to that pack rat. <laughs> Har- harass the heck out of mammals, it. Yeah. And that was the only mammal they caught. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Good point. Anyway, a little, about, a little bit about Arizona state law. Uh, how about some stray observations? Yeah. Um, did you guys catch all the animals that were named during this episode? There's a bunch of them. Not, I mean, I tr- caught a few of them, yeah. I mean, oh. Try to knock them out. Snake. Okay. <laughs> Skunk. No, the uh, Roadrunner, obviously, we yeah. talked about. Yeah. The Pack Rat, uh, the Horned Toad, yep. um, the uh, Armadillo. Yep. I, think that's, uh, I think that's what I caught. Parakeet. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. The Parakeet was one they um, had. Barn Kitten. Yep. Barrel cactus, <laughs> desert turtle. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I can't think. Of uh, there's also sidewinder and bobcat. Oh, bobcat. Those are, those yeah. Are good ones. Danny really wanted to get that bobcat. Um, besides the barrel cacti, there was a few other cacti mentioned. Did you catch these? <laughs> no, I only noticed Mr. Cactus head. Killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Sawaro, I think it's a, it's pronounced. Um, Totem and Choya. When do they mention this? Uh, Danny mentions it at one point. Like he oh. goes through some cactuses. Like, oh, right. I was too busy looking at the glorious standard definition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look at cactus. So clear. <laughs> oh, so nice. Um, throughout the episode, Danny, Buddy, and Mister Ernst at different points are wearing a certain type of outfit. Did you catch this? Oh, they're like safari outfits? Yeah. Mm. I liked them. Yeah, it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ernst looks good in a sheriff's uniform, and we like those safari outfits. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Mr. Ernst's Aunt Kathleen owned a reptile farm. Did you f- know what the main attraction was? His, uh, the tattooed man, his uncle. Yeah. Mm. Interesting note, uh, if you turn on the subtitles for Amazon, mm. it just listens to it and then translates, and so I thought that it was his monocle gym. I'm like, I wonder who <laughs> monocle gym is. Also, uh, Jake was doing yogurt. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Monocle Jim. Monocle Jim. Classic. I'm like, I'm like wait a minute. <laughs> um, how much did Madam Sonia charge for her readings? Five dollars. Yep. Uh, Jake is a pretty laid back guy, except for one thing. Oh, he's always contemplating. Oh, wait, the his his existence. His I existence mean. on the planet. Uh, but he says something. Yeah, else. he has a like, specific thing that he mentions. I can't remember what it is. It's a general concern for global warming. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he use that. the term global warming? Yes, yeah. he does. I, wow, I, I actually took note of it. Yeah. You think Jake? Do you think, you think really Clifford Fagan <laughs> termed global warming? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake breaks into a sweat when the FBI warnings come on at the beginning of uh, home videos. But that was oh, kind of yeah. funny. Um, Mr. Ernst got a ticket for what? Locked in the judge's car or something? Judge Station Reinhardt's in? Chevy. Uh, yeah. Judge Reinhardt? Yep. Okay. Not <laughs> close. Not quite Reinhold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a Okay. Um, you mentioned Aunt Kathleen having a reptile farm. Do you? Did you know what put her out of business? Oh, something about the highway. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the interstate. Uh, yeah. The interstate put her out of business. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. Yeah, they plowed they, over her. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe people <laughs> didn't have to go past her place uh, anymore. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Everybody was headed towards account accountant college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking maybe she had like a main drag, and then they yeah. put the interstate in, and so they could skip over that drag and not go mm-hmm. that way. You guess? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, did you That's happen, probably right. <laughs> did you happen to see the license on the cop car? Oh, man. No. no. Sheriff. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, besides executing the duties of sheriff, what else is Mr. Ernst sworn to do? Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know how I catch all your things and miss all his. <laughs> I guess this is a pretty funny line from the sheriff, you in get. all fairness. Uh, he's also when he swears him in, he also swears to keep the uniform pretty clean. Oh, <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did notice that a lot of people in this episode wear red. Mm. Just a very stray observation. They wear there's, red. There's a lot of red, in, mm. like a lot of red outfits. I know Mr. Vanderpilton or Mrs. Yeah. Vanderpilton yeah. is wearing it. In that scene, there's like three people also standing behind her wearing red. I'm like, why is there so much red in this scene? Mm. Um. Anyway. Uh, let's see. The pack rat bites Mr. Ernst, uh, and he says, this is not a question, it's just, he says, obviously it's not a vegetarian, which has me thinking, does Mr. Ernst believe that only things that bite indicates He He was thinking, yeah, I don't know. My wife thought that he said, obviously, I'm not a vegetarian, and she's like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm like, it bit him, and she's like, well, why would that make him a vegetarian? I'm like, because he eats meat. She's like, oh, the pack rat. She thought Mr. Ernst said, obviously, I am a vegetarian when the yes. thing bit him. But it's even more concerning that he believes. <laughs> I thought it was a joke that he was yeah, delivering. Yeah, definitely. Mm. You think so? I thought so. <laughs> I couldn't imagine what else it was. Uh, what did Mr. Ernst say was his favorite part of being sheriff? Hmm. The power? No. I'd say the respect? <laughs> <laughs> All, logical cho- <laughs> All logical choices. Uh, it was Melody's daily donut delivery. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Which is interesting, because whole... the first time they showed the donuts was at the end. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that whole donut thing fell a little flat. Was got it time to fill here? You know, you could have like beefed up that desert museum, but you got Jake on the drums and doing yogurt and yeah. uh, <laughs> don- donuts. Yeah, it's a waste. Anyway, that's all the stray observations I have. Uh, ratings for Magnum Ernst on IMDb. This has a 5.7 out of 10. Pretty low. I think it's high. <laughs> for IMDb, pretty low. Yeah. Uh, TV.com, also very low. For TV.com, 6.2 out of 10. Hmm. So out of five Krebs stars, what did you give Magnum Ernst? I think you might be surprised by this rating, but I gave it a three. Three out of five. Wow, I am surprised. surprised. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny. I enjoyed the whole uh, watch through. Hmm. The story was definitely the weakest part of it, um, and it was a mess. <laughs> but it's saying a lot about a TV show. <laughs> I didn't enjoy but the I liked, story. But I liked <laughs> I liked all the characters. They really 
well, I guess they didn't use, <laughs> utilize uh, melody or uh, yeah. Brad very much. Yeah. But all, I'd say. No. Really I mean, melody delivered. They showed those. up. Oh, Brad but, gets upset about the ticket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a funny part with Brad where she's, like, going over with Lucy to Mr. Ernst as the fortune teller. And then, like, uh, an extra says... Uh, excuse me. And she disappears. <laughs> just before they could develop her yeah. character. <laughs> um, I just thought that it looked a little better than the last couple episodes. Though. Hmm. That's I mean, later it just felt, on, so... Yeah, felt just a little better made. It definitely looked better to me, but that was, again, the yeah. $2 standard <laughs> definition fee. Uh, what did you give it, Jason? Honestly, I'd give it like a one. Wow. I, yeah, I, uh, I got really, really hung up. But again, I was tired. You know, I was, yeah. I was like ready to go to bed when I watched it. But it, the story was so bad. It was just so scattered. <laughs> it felt like nothing developed. And I've been watching a lot of Blue Blood, so I'm looking for a story <laughs> to come full circle. And it just, it really, I thought the jokes in it were not good. And maybe if I had watched this before the other Ernsts, yeah. I would have given it a higher rating, but it's definitely the lowest out of the three for me. Oh. Um, um, well, we'll rank them here in a second. We'll, we'll see. I think we know where mine falls. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I gave it a two out of five. Hmm. Um, pretty poor. I don't have a whole lot to say. It's. Uh, I thought the stories were... Like, even... So... Clearly, the living desert was kind of just pushed off to the side. I thought that was actually the more fun story, but they didn't take any time with that. The Ernst being sheriff, it just feels like they didn't do enough with it. Barely like, did anything. It could be really fun, and most of the time, he's just not really doing much. Hmm. He wrote one ticket. One ticket. He interrogated one guy. Pretends to be a fortune teller. And that's it. Yeah, that's not that's enough. It. Yeah, that's not good enough. They could have excluded the other part of the story and had him doing way more that's stuff. True. Yeah, he could have been harassing guests a yeah. lot. He didn't at all. I mean, I was basing this more off of um, Killer Ernst since that's what we had watched last. Mm-hmm. But in that one, I mean, they really, you know, he gets his hands dirty, and yeah. it just felt a little soft here. But um, why don't why don't we rank them? Yeah. So. Three, three to one, worst to best. Yeah. Worst to best, um, man, I gotta say, cowboy, killer, Magnum. Hmm. No. Uh, didn't you rate, or did you rate cowboy and killer the same? Yeah, I rated them two point five each. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say this one's the worst. I would say cowboy would be number two, and I would say that killer Ernst is mm. just by far the best. <laughs> it had the it, and. I think that it wasn't anybody on the regular cast. I think it was yeah. Lou. Lou. Yeah, yeah, he was really he, good. It was really he was, he was so entertaining yeah. that I, as an adult, I really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So your Magnum Cowboy Killer. Magnum Cowboy Killer. That's and what that's they, that's what they called me back in high school. <laughs> At accounting college, um, I I'm going though with the same Magnum Cowboy Killer. Okay. Um, you liked Magnum the most. Yeah, uh, I think it just it just had the best feel to it me. Really, like it wasn't like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't technically the best. Andrew, will you take off your aviators? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. It 
It was a little more upbeat, certainly, than Cowboy. Yeah. I think Cowboy was like... It was almost had like a sad feel to it. Like <laughs> them, the kids desperately trying to like make Ernst feel masculine. Yes, and they all... I felt like all the attempts were really poor. Yeah. Like the squirt gun and... I, Oh, another ep- that squirt another gun in this squirt episode, gun. Too. I thought oh, that, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Frederick King Keller. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's uh, all three episodes, yeah. but um, did you give it another name? Oh, yeah. So it's time to name the episode. I called this one The Good, The Bad, and The Ernst. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the Ernst. I actually think the Wyatt Ernst probably mm. would have been what I called it. Although, I mean, I guess he was a lawman. So, <laughs> Wyatt, Wyatt. No doubt about it. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that to me makes the most sense. They even have the titular line right in it. That's <laughs> true. Okay, so you're going Wyatt Ernst. I'm going to go Wyatt Ernst. Did you have another one you were playing with? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have loved to go on the Clint Eastwood route, too, but I just... Yeah. I would have gone yeah. the Dirty Harry route because that's what he kept mentioning. I just don't know how to. Yeah. Because I, I think they already did. I think that's what Magnum Ernst was supposed yeah. to be was a reference to. And even uh, that's not real clear. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to know that there's a Magnum Force yeah. and that it's a Dirty Harry movie. and Yeah. I mean, I know it, but you guys didn't, right? No. I think I just got the movie wrong. But <laughs> Have you have you even seen all the Dirty Harry movies? No. Huh. Seen a sudden impact? No. No. <laughs> I can't remember the other two. <laughs> um, I named it Ben in Blue. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't in tan, blue, but yeah. it was a tan suit. But you know, it's a cop reference. Yeah. Men in Blue. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, Ben in Blue. Uh, so we we'll post those. You can vote on it. Uh, before we wrap up, we had had some letters from you guys. So we're gonna share those. The first one was from our buddy Jacob. Nice. Uh, Jacob wrote to us about his least favorite Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. Uh, So he says, Dear Mon Petit Rouge and Captain Cutter, (laughs) It's with a sad heart that I realize Podtober is now over for the year. I feel it feels so unfair and wrong. I personally blame you, Joey. You na- you need to keep the Podtober party going all year long. Where's the love, man? Anyway, not wanting to let the Podtober spirit die just yet, I decided to compile my own spooky list. You guessed it, my five worst Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. I just want to mention, though, that while these episodes aren't great, they are still better made and directed than whatever comes out on Nickelodeon these days. Wow, do I sound old? Uh, number five, the tale of Badge. I know I'm not the only person who thinks that the weaker episodes of the show tend to be the fantasy-based ones. This story is just uninteresting and der- uh, derivative. However, I do like the design of Badge. Besides the silly fact that he sounds like the child of Gollum and Yoda, he was incredibly disturbing. Number four, The Tale of the Vacant Lot. Mm-hmm. There's nothing much I can say about this story that hasn't been already said. Uh, we've seen this sort of cautionary tale so many times in, in so many mediums. The Vacant Lot offers nothing new to the formula. It would have been better if Catherine had succumbed to temptation in the end. 
becoming the next creepy vacant lot lady. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It would have added a punch to the climax. Number three. Oh, you're not going to like this. <laughs> the Tale of the Final Wish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen this one a few times at most, as it really didn't do anything for me. But what I can remember, nothing much happened in it, uh, seeming like a wasted exercise. Plus, the girl was super annoying. I think that goes without saying. Number two, The Tale of the Hungry Hounds. The first time I watched this, it made no sense to me. Rewatching it now, the episode is still confusing. It's quite messy. The story is all over the place, feeling like it had been thrown together at the last possible minute. There's barely a plot, and it forces too many weird concepts and elements into the runtime to make up for it. Hungry ghost dogs, strange attic time time travel, a haunted jacket, something about a dead dude named Giles, something about a French fox, what? (laughs) I'm so glad DJ McHale directed this with such skill and atmosphere. That's the only positive aspect of Hungry Hounds. And number one... The Tale of Cutter's Treasure. Uh, The main problem here is the main character, Rush. He's highly unlikable. I simply don't care about him. Besides this jerk, another reason I dislike the episode is because I'm not a big fan of pirates. Having them in this tale added an action-adventure flavor that's just not Are You Afraid of the Dark. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that might be the downfall of those episodes. Yeah, they don't feel like the right genre. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the villain in general was over the top and took me out of the show. Cutter's treasure just rubbed me the wrong way. Close Calls, The Tale of Watcher's Woods. Oh, I like that one. The Girl Playing Kelly. My, such bad acting. Kids overacting in this program can be fun to watch, but hers, yikes. Never play the bully, children. Thanks for all you do. Your Podtober is the best around, and I look forward to all your holiday episodes coming up. Please review Are You Afraid of the Dark seasons 6 and 7 sometime. I know virtually nothing about them. Now I'm off listening to Polaris's Waiting for October. Uh, Next Halloween seems so far away. Happy holidays, Jacob, the dude who really put the screw in the tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, This one's from Justin. He says, I was not a big fan of the pre-2000s Nick at Night outside of these shows I listed. I think that many of them being in black and white turned me off from trying to enjoy them. I'm not going to pick particular episodes as that would be too tough to narrow down. Here's my list. 10pm, Brady Bunch. Pretty corny, but would start the mood of getting into a late night block with some laughs and morals. 10.30, Happy Days. Mm. I love this show. Fonzie is still the coolest. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, not in anything he's acted recently. He's the coolest. <laughs> what? Huh? Have you watched um, Arrested Development? I mean, he's not... He's. He's an awesome yeah, character, yeah, yeah. but he's not cool. Yeah. He's like the, the polar opposite of Fonzie. Oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's also in um, Barry yeah. on HBO, which is, he's fantastic. Yes. Oh, he's yeah. not cool, but he's like a theater teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love Henry Ray. <laughs> you, you noticed me and Andrew got very agitated. Yeah, no, no. I, I, he's just not cool, but he pulls it off yeah, so yeah. well. No, true. Okay. All right. 11 p.m., The Wonder Years. One of the best shows ever. So heartfelt and nostalgic. I always tell people I was raised by savages. (laughs) Fred, Ben, and the Macho Man Randy. (laughs) 
Also, Joe Cocker version of With a Little Help from My Friends is my favorite version of that song. Mm. There's just such an emotion of urgency and despair that gives me chills with this version. Jason, you like the Joe Cocker version? Joe Cocker version? does a fantastic job of covering Beatles songs. If you get his greatest hits, I think there's like five Beatles covers oh, wow. out there. Yeah, he, okay. he does a lot of Beatles covers. And yeah, I like it. I like yeah. the Beatles too. I don't, <laughs> fortunately, I don't think anybody's going to hold a gun to my head and make me pick. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was ready for a hot Beatles take. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so it continues. People like the Joe Cocker version yeah. besides Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, finally at 11.30, Alfred Hitchcock presents. Oh, we didn't talk about that one. No. I used to stay up late to watch this with my grandma, and I think it makes sense to put this in the Are You Afraid of the Dark style time slot. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Good call. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, thanks, Justin. Yeah, good as awesome. good as always. Yeah. Um, well, that rounds out our <laughs> Ernst trilogy, Jason. It this really kind of hurts. Does, yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll be yes, back for something else. Some I don't kind think of so. Other- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would like to next year. Maybe, maybe we can find like a new theme thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can do uh, like what happened to Ted. <laughs> you know, the, the Ted going away and coming yeah, back. Yeah. I'm really curious about that. Uh, so. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, maybe we could do a versus like Ted versus Jake versus oh, Kyle. Verse Ky- <laughs> now, Kyle, I, I know nothing about. I know you'd have to dig in. That'd be a lot of two dollar purchases on the horizon. I, I might just make the uh, the ten dollar purchase for the uh. season. <laughs> just see like jason's wife moving out <laughs> what happened she, she enjoys watching it with me oh good okay okay the, the the it's got the right amount of bad to keep her awake <laughs> what are they gonna do not right next i feel like hey dude would be fun with like a big audience yeah. oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. maybe like we can, maybe Batman. we can have a big orange couch screening oh, <laughs> just yeah. have people over i like it yeah well uh loved it we'll find That's something great. new for yeah. the new year for us to uh dig into but uh, in the meantime what are we doing next week as December is around the corner next week's going to be our first holiday episode it's going to be the journey of Alan Strange (laughs) Starwalk ah we're here yeah finally (laughs) nobody has asked for Alan Strange once (laughs) but it had but it had in the holiday episode so we might as well take a look at it I don't remember Alan Strange very well I remember watching it quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember this episode? Mm, I think I might remember a part of it, but maybe I'm just making it up in my head. Like, it's too perfect for this. Like, I think... <laughs> I, I, rem- I vaguely remember the alien with, like, Alan Strange as the alien with, like, a Santa hat on. Yeah. But maybe I'm okay. making that up. Huh. I mean, the synopsis is that he discovers mm. Christmas. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, we've got a few uh, Christmas episodes coming up, and then we'll have our. We'll do the same thing as last year. We'll end the year with our year in review 2018, and then a little Orange Couch retrospective of the year, some of our favorite stuff. Just talk shop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we are on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us just like Jacob and Justin did at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to us on Podbean and iTunes. Leave us a review. That's really helpful. Uh, and tell a friend. That's also really helpful. Speaking of friends, Jason, it's always such a pleasure to see your face. It's a pleasure to be here. Hey, that one didn't sound sarcastic it at all. It did not sound sarcastic. <laughs> it must mean it. 
Uh, he's about to storm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Uh, we will see you next time. W-A-R-T Ward Radio